welcome to Scale Your Business Radio with your hosts, David Finkel and Jeff Hoffman. I'm David Finkel, joined here today by Jeff Hoffman. And in this segment, we're talking about scaling up your online business. And we are very fortunate to be having Jeff with us here. Jeff, I know many people know you best for having scaled up or co-founding with, with, with your team, um, Priceline.com, you know, from zero to sales to over a billion in sales in roughly four years, market cap of over $50 billion. But you've also played the part in scaling other technology companies and, and, and online businesses from ubid.com and others. Just share with us, what, what were some of the most painful, give me one painful mistake that you learned from about how to scale an online business. That Boy, if someone could have just saved you the effort and the pain by telling you that initially would have helped you, not when you're at the, the $100 million stage, but when you're at the stage of maybe half a million to $10 million a year in sales. What do you wish someone would have told you to save you that effort? Sure. So uh, probably one of the biggest keys ultimately to that, to scaling, and the thing that we had to fix in any of these businesses in order to really scale uh, was the, the automation and efficiency of bringing on new customers. And what I mean by that is things like registration and setting up a new customer. Every time, so let's take an example for a company like Priceline, right? Priceline has to go out and find more and more hotels. So when you go out and sell and try to convince a hotel company, chain or whatever, to get on the system, uh, and they say yes, then somebody goes in and sets them up in online systems. You have to unroll, you have to put in banking and accounting information and rules and all these kinds of things that there's a setup process every time you add a new online client. So what most businesses do at the beginning, it's a hand-holding thing. You are walking every new customer in an e-commerce business sort of through the process and trying to do that. But what we realize later is pretty soon you find out that this is killing you. You can't scale fast because your people have to implement every new customer and register them and fill out, the, create the database entries and everything else. So at one point, you know, we finally got to the point where we said the key to scaling an online business is self-registration, is customers being able to add themselves to your business without ever talking to you. Now, that doesn't mean every single customer will want to, but it means as you start to get some brand you know, equity, and people start to recognize who you are and they hear about you from one of their friends or competitors, so they don't need so much sales hand-holding. They say, yeah, I get it. I know what you guys do. I want to do it. doesn't require your people to implement a new customer. It's having the ability for customers to register themselves. So when we added automation that allowed customers to join our business with us not having to do all the data entry and the input ourselves, our ability to scale was dramatically uh, improved. You know, two things that strike me when you say that. First of all, was it never would have occurred to me prior that your real customer for Priceline initially would have been getting the inventory, you know, finding the, the hotels or the airlines who would want to work with you to actually let you be a sales channel for them. And then from there, I would have thought, oh, customers, of course, we mean, you know, Mary who wants to get from point A to point B in a cost effective way. And the second thing you said was, that, yes, the self-registration makes sense once you've built a certain amount. I bet, you tell me if I'm correct here, when you're going after Hyatt or Hilton, that would be one that you would be more than happy to handhold through, but then you want to have the independent folks who might have only one or two properties or ten properties that they can self-register. 
Yes, you have to design tools that as you move down the customer scale in size, you move up the automation scale, and you, you simultaneously minimize the amount of human intervention or hand-holding. Because otherwise, if every new customer requires a lot of human intervention, a human salesperson, an account manager to implement them, et cetera, uh, you, it just takes forever to scale. So the simple model, and the way I always like to think of it, uh, for, for our listeners who are in a space like this, is uh, your goal is to get your customers to do as much of your work for you as you can get them to do. And my favorite model of that, amazingly, is the ATM. So here's, here's the brilliance of what they did in the banking business. When you and I at, when walk into a bank, they have to have a building, they have to have parking spaces, they need a marble lobby, they need security, they need te- tellers, right? The cost of me walking in to an inside bank and getting service is very expensive. So what they did was they automated it, and they put an ATM on the outside. But here's the amazing part. The ATM enables me to do the bank's work for them. I do my own transaction. I don't need a teller or a marble lobby anymore. And guess what? I pay them. The fact that they charge me $3 to use the ATM is brilliant. So the bank got me to do their work for them and got me to pay for the privilege of doing it. That's the, that's the way to think about this is that our goal is to try to get the customer to do as much of the stuff as we were doing early on as possible. You know, let's take that idea of innovation, Jeff. And one thing in an online business we know is that if you don't innovate over time, you get marginalized, right? You're going to get passed up by another website. The switching cost generally is not that high for somebody, although there's a great advantage to being, you know, getting to be first in an area and growing it to a certain point like Priceline becomes ubiquitous. But for those that don't make it to that level, you know, if you're not innovating, and taking these ideas, like, for example, you mentioned taking ATMs, this idea of self-service from banking into what you're doing. What are some tips you'd have for someone to kind of stay ahead of the curve, not to, not to overdo it, right? We don't want to create something that's so far ahead of our times that, that people aren't going to pay for it. They're not going to accept or adopt it. But how do we keep ourselves relevant in the world that's changing as fast as it is? Again, another excellent question. And, you know, uh, you and I have both spent a lot of time studying success models and companies and people that were able to achieve big goals of scale. And, uh, that, uh, and in doing so, we noticed some of the common elements. And one of them is the fact that, by definition, we tend to stay in our industry. You know, whatever industry you're in, that's the one you study, that's the one you know, that's the one you work in. But the, the companies that stay ahead are the ones that take a few minutes on a regular basis. It doesn't have to be a lot. It just has to be consistent to look around and see what the rest of the world is doing. So I'll give you a perfect example. It's great because it flows with the conversation that we just had. The fast food industry did not come up with a drive through window on their own. The fast food industry came up with a drive through window because the, the first fast food company, which was in the Midwest at the time, uh, that added a fast food window one of their people took a day off to go see if any other industry had any great new ideas in customer service, and he was visiting banks. He was going to the banking industry saying, you guys got any great new ideas to service your customers? And he literally saw trucks in the parking lot of a bank and carpenters and wood and hammer and nails. He said, what are you doing? And they said, we came up with this really cool idea. We're going to put a, win- a drive through window on the outside so you don't even have to come into the bank anymore. Customers will love it and hence was born the drive-thru window in fast food 
uh, because they saw banks implementing that. So a big piece of advice is take time to step out of your business, look at the world around you, and see what everybody else is doing, and see if you can be the first company, like that company was the first fast food chain to have a drive through winner. You innovate by adopting other ideas to your industry before anyone else even sees them. Jeff, I want to take a moment and get your input here. A lot of listeners here who have online businesses, or maybe they have a brick and mortar, but a piece of their business is done online, and they're scared of the big A, Amazon, that especially for those that sell an actual tangible product, and, and they're seeing how Amazon is changing the way people buy, it's changing the way people accept margins and pushing things down. What, what advice or, or, or input could you give to someone with an online business that, that might be fearful about Amazon as a competitor of theirs? Well, actually, in a sense, that's a good fear to have. And the reason that I say that is the goal is to carve out a niche with something, you know, the way I always describe this to business owners is what sport can you win a gold medal in? Okay, so you need to go find something that you that can't, not, not an also-ran, something you can actually win a gold medal in. And, you know, it, it, it's uh, competing with Amazon, it's going to be pretty hard to take their gold medal away. So finding some unique value proposition, some unique talent, or, you know, some unique service that you add to the world that you do better than everyone else. You don't have to be, in most industries, well, let's take, you know, the industry that I, that I grew up in, travel. There is, or, there's Priceline, there's Travelocity, there's Expedia, there's Orbit, there's Hotwired. There isn't just, you know, in, in a big enough industry, you don't have to be the only one. But you have to be a medalist. You have to be good enough at something unique that the market will come to you. So if the only thing you can say about your business is, we're, we do the same thing Amazon does, but we're one millionth their size, maybe you should be afraid of them and go do something else. If you have a value proposition where you do something better than everyone else in the marketplace, that's the, that's the flag you're trying to plant and, and own something that you can claim, this is uniquely us, and this is a space that we can win in. That makes a lot of sense to look for some place that you're doing something that's adding value that's different from them. I mean, I'm not going to compete with Amazon. That might be the equivalent in, in the world of sport. Maybe they're the, the you know they're, they're, they might be the hundred meter sprint guy, <laughs> but maybe they don't know how to do right. the, the triple jump or something else like that. That makes a lot of sense. With that's that. exactly right. We're, and in fact, you might wind up partnering with them for your shipping or something. Let them do the piece they do really well, but there's some other piece of the process, like you said, the triple jump, that you're really good at and they're not, so there's a market for you. That is great. Now, I want to encourage everyone to go to scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. On there, there are wonderful free resources once you register there, videos and training from all different pillars of your company, from strategy to sales marketing to operations, and it's available there at scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. In the next segment here, our final segment for today, we're going to talk about scaling up a real estate company. So you move from doing just deals to a business that sustainably does deal after deal. We're going to do that here right after this short break. I'm David Finkel, joined by my co-host, Jeff Hoffman, and you're listening to Scale Your Business Radio here on WSRadio.com. 